Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax 104.5, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with... Joe Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. So, second week of deer camp. We're on a Monday morning. Do you hunt? I do not hunt. Does anyone in your family hunt? Um, yes, I have brothers and... Uh, nephew, uh, I think my sister-in-law hunts too. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. So that's why I'm on the fence. On Did they one. come home with the thirty-point buck? Um, not as far as I know. Ah, uh-huh. it's not always a lot of communication. They all <laughs> they all hunt back on my land, but I don't usually. I didn't see any in the pickups, and I was kind of busy making lefsa. And that's my that was my main goal this week. Lefsa, lefsa. What I is lefsa? I love lefsa. What is it? It's, uh, <laughs> well, I showed a picture of it to you. And you yeah, it looks see. like tortilla shells. <laughs> well, it's made out of potatoes. It's a Norwegian thing. And hmm. potatoes and flour and milk and butter. And then you fry it and you put a little, oh, a lot of butter on oh, it. Oh, a lot of butter. <laughs> <laughs> and Gotta sugar. support those dairy farmers. And sugar. Or else you can use it to swab up your gravy. Ooh, sounds interesting. It, it was delicious. I made something new this weekend as well. You've heard of venison stew. I have. I made bear stew. Bear stew. Bear stew. So where'd you get the bear? From my husband. He shot it. Oh. <laughs> during, <laughs> during bear season, he got a deer, or got a deer this year. During bear season, he got a bear. Um, so yeah, I took some steak, because I didn't have any stew meat, and cut it up, and I added rutabaga, and cabbage, and potatoes, and carrots, and peas, and celery, and threw it all in, and... It turned out really good. (laughs) That's that's good. Yeah. And then my brother-in-law, he got a big buck. I showed you pictures of that. Yes. Just huge. I mean, just tall, wide, not really wide, but just. Well, that's what I said. The tines are so long. Yeah. You know, but you, if you browse through Facebook, it seems like the tines are really long on the deer. Mm -hmm. I wonder what's causing that. I think it's my good cooking. Uh, Absolutely. That's what it is. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a busy morning here at Wax Radio for a Monday morning. Jill is back with us today, and Bosold will be back tomorrow. 
We're going to be talking about the Aldo Leopold Award. We have some local winners. We've got weather, news, and markets. Busy morning for the second week of Deer Camp. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, the weather for today, it's going to feel a lot nicer than it was Saturday. Boy, oh boy, was it cold outside. We're looking at a partly cloudy day today with a high of 30 degrees, so that's going to feel pretty nice. Tomorrow, it looks like we're going to have a high of 35 degrees. And Wednesday, looks like it's going to be a high of 38 degrees. So opening weekend, it was cold. The deer were moving. That's some good news. But it's going to warm up this week. Right now, we're at 25 here in Eau Claire. It's a nice day to be out in the backwoods. You know, as I'm sitting there, you know, talking about how cold it was last week for, or I should say this weekend for opening deer season, Jill here looks at me and I'm like, boy, it was cold. And she's like, yeah, I turned the heat up in my house. And I said, oh, yeah, what do you have it set at now? She's like, 65. 65? That's like a meat locker. No, no, it's not. But I'm the only one there. And we made a bunch of lefts yesterday. So yeah, yeah, you warmer. said that, but six, you said the temp was originally like down to 62? 62? I wasn't there for a whole week. <sighs> I don't need to heat my house up. And... I know, but now that you're back, you it's back up to 65. Yeah. So do you turn it down again at night? Um, um well... <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> But wow. my my bedroom has three inside walls, and my outside wall faces the south. So my bedroom gets really warm in there. I don't need to know where your bedroom is. Well, I'm just, just telling you that's the reason I don't need to cold. I just don't need to be so hot. I like it warm. My house is set at 74. It doesn't matter if it's summer or winter. It's 74. <laughs> yeah, I've been set when when the kids were there and they were little and stuff. I set it at 68, 70. Oh, so cold. They're fine. Ah! It, it builds character. Oh, builds character. Yeah, a little frostbite on the nose, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is that time of the morning. we got to check in with some news. It is 501 on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's check in this morning with our news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden says Americans cannot and must not tolerate hate. In a White House statement, he condemned the deadly weekend shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Five people were killed and at least 18 were injured when a man opened fire around midnight at Club Q. Noting the deadly mass shooting at an Orlando nightclub that claimed the lives of 49 people in 2016, the president said the U.S. must drive out the inequities that contribute to violence against LGBTQ people. Former Vice President Mike Pence appears to be taking a softer stance on two federal criminal investigations involving former President Trump. Well, I, I don't know if it is criminal to listen to bad advice. From Appearing on NBC's Meet the Press, Pence stated that while no one is above the law, he hoped the Department of Justice would give careful consideration before the agency continues its investigations. He also questioned if it was a crime on Trump's part to listen to bad advice from a lawyer. Vice President Kamala Harris is in the Philippines today. Harris met with President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. in Manila, where she reaffirmed America's commitment to the defense of the Southeast Asian country. The talks are also aimed at strengthening economic ties. It comes after Harris's visit to Thailand over the weekend, where she attended an event focused on climate change.
Former Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley is addressing a potential 2024 presidential run. Chris Caraggio has more. Speaking at the Republican Jewish Coalition Conference in Las Vegas this weekend, Haley said she is going to look at it in a serious way and will have more to say soon. The former governor of South Carolina said that she has won tough GOP primaries and general elections as the underdog, and it was always fun when she is underestimated. Haley noted she has never lost an election. I'm Chris Caraggio. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, remains the top movie in the U.S. and Canada, bringing in another $67 million in its second weekend in North America's theaters. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're about five minutes after the five o'clock hour, and our iceberg in the house is going to catch us up on some news. Oh, you knew it was coming. I'm, 62. I am not an iceberg. Maybe I'm just hot. Oh, I'm just going to let you read the news. I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> well, a local couple has been selected as a recipient of the 2022 Wisconsin Leopold Conservation Award, given in honor of renowned conservation conservationist Eldo Leopold. The award recognizes farmers and forest land owners who inspire others. Dairy farmers Joe and Chrissy Tamandel from Medford were revealed at, as this year's award recipient. They received $10,000 and a crystal award for being selected. Joe and Christy both taught agriculture to middle and high schoolers before pursuing their own dairy farm dreams. They bought 40 cows and 80 acres near Medford to start. Then in 2010, they grew to 180 cows on 320 acres, and in 2015, they established a second 180-cow farm on 200 acres and have added even another 175-cow dairy on 200 acres of pasture in 2020. A video celebrating their conservation success will be premiered during the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's virtual annual meeting on December 4th. That's pretty exciting. That's a lot of cows That's to keep adding. Cows. I was just going to say, I couldn't imagine running, you know, 100, you know, they started with 40 cows, then it was 180, then a second 180, and now an additional 175. That's a lot of... A lot of fences to keep pulling out And a lot pasture. of management, yeah. Absolutely. Well, good. congratulations to them and a local couple. We like that. And good for them. Yes, good for them. Well, let's take a look at our morning weather, shall we? Today is going to be a partly cloudy day, so not too bad. 30 degrees, so I'm looking forward to that. We've got tonight's going to be cloudy with a low of 16. Tomorrow, cloudy in the morning, but sunny in the afternoon, high of 35. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy and 19. Wednesday, mostly sunny and 38 degrees. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, 26. Temperatures in the area right now up by the Tamandals. They're at 24 degrees. That's up in Medford. La Crosse is at 27. Marshfield at 26. Green Bay at 32. Up in Rice Lake, a little chilly this morning, 23 degrees. Wausau's at 27. Madison, 32. Milwaukee, 33. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we are at 25 degrees. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Some quick news before we head to your morning markets. In partnership with the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Risk Management Agency, DACCAP will open an application period for crop insurance premium rebates on December 5th. 
There is $800,000 or 160,000 acres of coverage to be awarded on a first-come, first-served basis. Recipients will receive $5 per acre rebate on their summer 2023 crop insurance premium for acres planted with cover crops in this, well, this year, 2022. Producers who received state or federal cost sharing to plant those cover crops are not eligible for this year's program. The rebate application will be web-based, remain open until January 31st, and is available on DATCAP's website. So this is a first-come, first-serve basis. So they're going to hand out $800,000 or 160,000 acres of coverage. First-come, first-serve. So if you have cover crops that were planted this year, 2022, you can get some money back in 23. So contact your local offices to find out more or go to DATCAP's website. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming up next, and they'll be brought to you by... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's that time of the morning. Thank you to Rural Mutual Insurance for being our sponsor today. And Jill, catch us up. What are the markets looking like? Well, my first comment is that I can read all the numbers, so I can tell that it's not Bob or I that wrote these numbers. So (laughs) that's my first compliment for you today. Aw, thank you. (laughs) So our cash-fed livestock... Choice fed beef steers are one forty four to one sixty four and a half, with mixed at a dollar to a dollar forty three. Choice fed beef heifers are a dollar forty four to a dollar fifty seven, with mixed at ninety nine to one forty two. Choice fed Holstein steers are one thirty to one forty five, with select and silage fed steers at eighty three to one twenty nine. Cows are sixty two to ninety eight. Bulls are seventy two to one fifteen. Butcher hogs are sixty five to eighty, with sows at fifty to fifty five. Boars are twenty to twenty-three. Shorn market lambs are a dollar six to a dollar sixteen, with unshorn market lambs seventy to a dollar six. Feeder lambs are seventy-five to two twenty-five, with ewes at sixty-five to one ten. Small goats are ten dollars to one hundred seventy-five dollars. Medium goats are twenty-five to two hundred fifty dollars. Large goats are ninety-nine to four hundred fifteen dollars, and nanny goats are twenty-five to two hundred thirty-five dollars. That's a lot of money for a large goat. That is a lot of money. I hope it's a large, large, large goat. <laughs> it better goat. be a big goat. <laughs> Switching over to the Mercantile Exchange Live. Cattle for December is at 153.07. That's up 32. February's at 155.85, up 45. April's at 159.25. That's up 35 cents. Feeder cattle for January is at 180.77, up 80. March is at 183.12, up 62. April's at 186.10, up 32. Lean hogs for December is at 84.22. That's down 75 cents. February's at eighty nine fifty five, down a dollar twenty five, and April's at ninety four ninety two, down a dollar seven. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn down three on the overnight to six sixty four. December oats down a penny at three ninety five. March beans down eight at fourteen twenty five. December soybean meal down a dollar thirty to four oh nine ten a ton. December wheat down two at eight oh one. Switching to the dairy side, barrel cheese took a big hit on Friday, down five and a quarter cent. To a dollar ninety-two and three quarters. Blocks remained unchanged though at two twenty-three and a quarter. And your double A grade butter, wow, down thirteen cents to two eighty-one. Class three futures for November down two at twenty-one oh one. December down a quarter at twenty-one forty-seven. January down six cents at twenty seventy. February down three at twenty thirty-two. March down nineteen cents at twenty twenty. Those markets were downward trending through December of next year. Not great news, but it's a Monday. Deer hunting, they probably didn't want to work on Friday so much, so the markets went down. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they just want to plan so you can make more cookies this 
Christmas season Ooh. with the butter prices down a little bit. As long as I can listen to some tunes. Absolutely. We're almost 18 minutes after the 5 o'clock hour, and we've got to keep moving along here. We're going to be hearing from Carl and Heidi with the State UW Extension. It'll be interesting to see what they have to say, where we're at, where we're going to be. Bosel's coming in next with that. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Crops and Soils Agent, Dairy Specialist, 4-H. It's all come under the umbrella of University Extension work in Wisconsin. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But more than a few people have noticed over the past couple of years, things have changed at your local county extension office. And it's not just your local office, Bob. It's kind of statewide that University Extension putting on a whole new face. No question about it. In fact, in some counties... The budget for extension is being moved in a different direction because of the extension service mandate now. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and we talked about the change in the extension service with Carl Martin, who's the dean of extension, and Heidi Johnson, who is the Agriculture Institute director with the extension service, about those changes we're seeing. You don't see your county agent at the county fair anymore that's part of the new directive of extension and lots of other things are different as well. And I started by asking Carl Martin what the new extension service is all about and why these big changes. Yeah, Bob, I mean, that's a great question. Um, and obviously budgets have gotten tighter over time. So our ability to have an, an agricultural educator or ag- agent in every county, that's not possible anymore. We don't have the uh, amount of funding to do that. But the other maybe more critical part of this is we've heard from our constituents, particularly from farmers on the ground, from Ag Coalition members, that what farmers need today is different than what they needed 40 years ago. Um, They need a lot more specialized information. They want to be connected to the latest research that's going on, both here at the University of Wisconsin, but other universities across the country related to their particular commodity or issue. Um, So really a combination of those two um, has resulted in us rethinking the idea of having a generalist ag educator in every county and thinking more broadly about how do we have um, individuals, educators, who are more specialized. And when you go to that specialization, what that requires then, you know, limited resources, is that an individual covers more than just one county. Still located, you know, out in the counties across the state, but covering a broader area with much more in-depth knowledge within their focus area. So what we're really seeing is more more need for that specialized, latest research-type information, and that requires a different skill set for our ag educators. The other um, thing that we've heard is that having regional-type positions or positions that are focused around uh, particular commodities, for like cranberries, for example, it is really beneficial um, to our A constituency, um, having somebody that regional or statewide focused on those areas. So we actually got some additional funding in the last state budget for those types of positions, and we've hired those positions, focusing on grazing, beef, water, swine, and those are broader um, statewide or regional type positions. Heidi can talk about more details related to those, but that's the other change that we're seeing is having some of these more specialized statewide or regional positions 
that work both with our our county-based educators, but then also directly with constituency groups. And fortunately, um, we've been successful in hiring those positions recently, so we're putting more boots on the ground to work with our A constituencies across the state. And you mentioned the regionalized, Carl, and that's the the Ag Institute, and Heidi Johnson is the Agricultural Institute Director. Heidi, explain that a little more of this regional area, because I know some counties are pushing back, even cutting their extension budgets and putting them to other agencies within their county. So why is this Ag Institute uh, situation on a regional basis better for everyone there isn't enough funding to continue um with how we were doing things with which is one county educator per county that that was we haven't been able to do that for several years now but more importantly is this um you know specialized skill set and having personally been a county educator where you might answer beef nutrition questions in the morning question about a corn disease in the afternoon you might have someone bring you a tree leaf uh, later in the day, it's impossible to be specialized in all of those different things. So the structure that we have is more of a layering of people with different types of expertise. We're asking counties to continue to invest with us on uh, at regional educators that specialize in either crop production or dairy production. On top of that, we also have people that we're fully funding and extension that are focusing on things like beef, swine, farm management topics, cranberries, and those people are serving all the people of the state of Wisconsin and can offer that more specialized service. We've also been able to build out um, some agriculture water quality educators, which are focused on a key issue that our farmers are telling us uh, is very important to us, and that's the intersection of water quality and agriculture. So this new model that we've developed allows us the flexibility and the ability to have people specializing in areas that are important to our farmers and our farmer organizations so that we can be relevant to today's farmer. One of the things we've seen changed has been the structure out in the state. We used to have districts where there were about 14 counties and then uh, you'd have five or six directors. Now we're down to clusters of three to five counties in the district, so we need about 20-plus area directors. How much of a challenge is that on the budget to have 22 salaries versus five or six going forward? What we had before were four regional directors, and then each county had a department chair. So we actually had four regional directors and 72 part-time administrators across the state. Those county-based administrators, those would be jointly funded with the counties. What we replace that with is uh, 21. Uh, we actually have 21 areas now. So we have 21 of these area directors. Those are fully funded by the state. There's a couple that have one county, high population counties like uh, Brown and Dane. Uh, but those other regional director, area directors are working with um, between three and five counties. Um, so they work very closely with um, the uh, county governments in each of their counties around funding, around priorities, but then they also supervise all the extension employees within those areas. We haven't actually increased the amount of administration. We changed the way that administration is organized so you don't have an educator 
who's also trying to supervise their colleagues within the office. And if we look at the, the structure, the, the change in the structure again, one of the things you see is, uh, and here terms, an education versus a service role. And, you know, the educators that we have in beef and dairy and water quality and things like that versus uh, service. You talk to most people and, you know, they expect to see their county agent at the county fair. Those things have changed. How have they changed and what's the reasoning behind all that, the education versus the service role? That's a, a really good question, and I think um, I, I think we be, we used to be able to do it all. So when we had uh, you know closer to eighty people working in agriculture across the state, we were able to do things like be at the county fair, uh, weighing animals, helping with things, and we were delivering research based educational programming. That capability just has shrunk over the years as we've lost the amount of people that we used to have on the ground, it is challenging for us to do everything. And uh, we have a lot of researchers that we fund at UW-Madison that are generating very good ag research that are heavily used by our farming community. And by sort of, you know, changing and focusing more on the educational programming, we can uh, deliver that research-based information to our farmers. And that would be Carl and Heidi with the state UW Extension Office. Thank you so much, Bob, for getting that interview. But we've got stuff to do this morning. we got a busy morning. We've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. He'll be joining us here shortly. And this morning's markets will be brought to you by Chippewa Egg Solutions. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rocky Olson joins us now from Premier Livestock Up and Withy. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So catch us up. We get some deer. Did you get some venison? Fresh? Yeah, we, we've seen deer. I guess uh, got a couple of those earlier in the season, so I guess we're good there. And we're uh, we're looking for a big buck, and we just didn't find him. But uh, we had a good time, and we've seen deer, and... Just like I say, just waiting for the right one. So now, did you stay warm on Saturday? Oh yeah, the heaters were kicking. The heaters yeah, were, were in, kicking. We're, we're we're hunting in box blinds. So oh, that's nice. Well, yep. good. So it was a good weekend. Even if you didn't get a chance to get a deer, you got to see deer and enjoy the fresh air. Yep. And was it you said your brother-in-law got that big one? Yeah, my brother-in-law got it. That big deer, just massive. I mean, tall and just tall. Okay. Had he seen him before? Nope. He said okay. he was waiting, and he saw a deer come through, and he grunted at him, and it didn't work. And then he grunted again, and then he turned around, and he's like, oh, yeah, that one's mine. <laughs> cool. So, but we got to keep moving along here. Catch us up on the markets. What's going on last week? What happened, and what's going on this week? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold right at 3,500 head of livestock. Fed cattle traded stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 132 all the way up to 149. Select and low choice, 120 to 131. Choice beef steers and heifers, 130 to 151. Uh, market cows high yielding from 72 to 87. We've seen a top for the week at 90. Uh, many other cows from 55 to 71. Market bulls high yielding, 87 to a dollar four. A uh, few above that, lower yielding, 86 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from 87 to a dollar ten. 
lower yielding, lightweight, 86 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, strong, mostly 125 to 175. Now, on Monday, we did have a really strong calf market with the top Holstein bull calves from 175 all the way up to 275 on the Holsteins. Beef calves, 125 to 310. Uh, this week at Premier Monday, we'll have a regular run today. Calves, uh, fed cattle, market cows. Uh, and then Tuesday... We'll uh, have our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Uh, we're expecting over 300 head of dairy heifers calling those consignments. Also on Tuesday when we finish the dairy heifers, we'll sell feeder cattle, uh, market cattle, and calves. On Wednesday, we'll have a regular dairy uh, cattle auction. Uh, note Wednesday, we're not selling baby calves Monday, or on Wednesday, not selling baby calves on Wednesday, and we'll have no sheep, goat, or hog auction this Thursday as we are closed for Thanksgiving. Uh, we did have an excellent machinery cattle, machinery auction on Friday. Uh, we do thank everybody that was involved in that. It takes a lot of people to make that a success. Uh, questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. More detailed information on our website website at premierlivestockandauctions.com and that's the way it's shaped up, Kristen. Excellent. Well, I will let you go so you can get ready for this week and also maybe some time out in the tree stand. There you go. All, All right. right. Sounds good. Good Thank luck. You. There Bye. he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. And it's actually that time of the morning. we got to check in with some weather and see if Mike D'Andrea stayed warm this weekend. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. How are you? I am fabulous. So did you stay nice and toasty this weekend? I sure did because I didn't go out to the tree stand and instead I did some cabinets or excuse me, some countertops in the uh, in the kitchen this weekend. Well, how are you supposed to cook venison on those new countertops if you don't go hunting? That's exactly what I said. But, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not going to dive into that too much. <laughs> oh, well, maybe you need to teach the wife how to hunt and then you can stay home and cook and she'll go out and provide. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. I, I don't know if she would be much to uh, to go out hunting. I couldn't really picture her doing it. But, hey, maybe she would be good at it. You never know. The you ones, never know. You know, it's, they always say it, the quiet ones are the ones you got to watch out for. And that's true. And she is very quiet. So. See? Look at that. <laughs> if she can't shoot it, she'll chase it down with a stick. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see it. I'd pay money to see that. Oh, how much? <laughs> uh, I'll have to think about it. I'll check the bank account and I'll let you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, your wife and I will be talking later on. Yeah. All right, well, catch us up. How cold did it really get this weekend, and what do we got coming up this week? Well, put it this way. This weekend was into the teens uh, for some of our highs, and uh, so, yeah, wind chills, some of those got below zero. But we will be relatively warmer this uh, this week as we'll have more sunshine today, and our highs mostly around the freezing point, and we'll have a rather calm wind through a good bit of the afternoon. Tonight, though, another batch of clouds will move in. We'll stay dry, but dipping to the mid-teens despite that cloud cover. Tomorrow we'll start off with some cloud cover, but becoming sunny into the afternoon and a little bit warmer, getting into the mid-30s. Still into the upper teens tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies, but Wednesday looks to be our warmest into the upper 30s, potentially touching that 40-degree mark. But then uh, more clouds start to roll in going again into Wednesday night. You get the picture. We have intervals of clouds and clear skies through the next couple of days. Now, Thanksgiving does bring us a slight chance at a little bit of uh, snow showers and possibly a little bit of rain mixed in as well with highs into the upper 30s once again. Now, Friday we'll have uh, clouds hanging around mid-30s for our highs, and we'll be bouncing back between the mid to upper 30s through the weekend with mostly sunny skies on Saturday and a few more clouds on Sunday. Right now, though, we have mostly clear skies and a temperature of 25 degrees in Eau Claire. So we uh, keep an eye on those roads Friday morning then for Black Friday shopping. Yes, because Black Friday could lead to black ice. I yes. heard that a long time ago, and now I finally get to use it. Yep, so your wife and I are going to take your checkbook. <laughs> take my credit card. 
Well, if you're going to hand it over, I mean, we're not going to say no. <laughs> well, our me and her have our bank account together, so if it's if she says so, then you know I'll uh, I'll allow it because well I don't have much say. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You're a smart man. You're already learning. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the update, and we will catch you later. Absolutely. Have a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, you too. We'll see you next week. See you next week. There he goes. Our Skywarn thirteen meteorologist Mike D'Andrea with us this morning. We've got some more. Well, actually, Morgan's piping in. She's waving at me, flagging me down. Good morning, Morgan. I guess it's that time of the day. Catch us up. What's going on in the news? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Three people are injured following a Friday night crash in Eau Claire County. As deputies say, the wreck on Highway 93 was head on. One of the people involved had to be cut out of their car, but all three people who were injured went to hospitals with non-life-threatening injuries. The sheriff's office says that investigation into the crash is ongoing. Coming out of the opener weekend, a sheriff in Green Lake County confirms that an adult made a mistake while unloading his gun and killed an 11-year-old boy over the weekend. It happened yesterday in the township of Seneca as the DNR is calling it a accident. Investigators say the boy was in the back seat when the gun went off, hitting him in the chest. He later died at a hospital. As we look to other headlines across the state, there's finally a winner in the sheriff's race for La Crosse County. County's clerk Friday declared Democratic candidate John Siegel as the winner. He won by 175 votes. A Republican in the race asked for a limited recount in the race and only found one new vote. Looking into public health, we see that as the holidays approach, state health officials are concerned about low vaccination rates in our state. Dr. Ryan Westergaard with the Wisconsin Department of Health Services says those rates of those who've received an updated COVID-19 booster are quite low. Only 15% of people, according to the data that we're showing on our our website, have who have been eligible for the updated booster have gotten it. Also concerning health officials, the flu vaccination rate here in our state is only 23%. Meanwhile, Wisconsin and the U.S. are experiencing that early surge of RSV. You've probably heard that. Respiratory illness that hits young children particularly hard and for which there are no vaccines. Well, you'll notice our flags lowered today, and that's Governor Tony Evers ordering all public buildings across the state to fly flags at half-staff to pay respect to the six people killed in last year's Waukesha Christmas Parade. Waukesha scheduled the public ceremony to mark the one-year anniversary of the tragedy. It was last Wednesday that the man convicted of the murders was sentenced to six consecutive life terms, more than 700 years in prison for driving his SUV into the parade. In the Waukesha Christmas Parade, that will return Sunday, December 4th. And pardon me, President Biden will do just that, pardoning a pair of turkeys before celebrating Friendsgiving with troops, right, Rory? The fortunate fowl are named Chocolate and Chip. The two turkeys will be pardoned by the president at a White House ceremony, sparing them from a trip to the dinner table. In the afternoon, the Bidens will fly to Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point, North Carolina. There, they will celebrate Friendsgiving with service members and their families. It's part of the First Lady's Joining Forces initiative. I'm Rory O'Neill. You know, it always goes good with turkey and a Norwegian table. Some of that lefsa. I hear Jill's got an arm for flipping the paddle. We send you back to the barn with possibly more cooking tips from Kristen Jill in the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Well, we're not going to share those tips, though. Well, why not? Well, because that's our secret. Well, yeah, but I'll share the lefsa. Oh. I, I actually really like making it, so maybe it, maybe Morgan will end up with some. Oh, I think she'd like that. I would bet she would. <laughs> well, we got to keep moving along here. Thank you, Morgan, for that update. Uh, we've got, well, what do we have? We have markets. We got more markets to get to. We'll be heading over to the Equity Altoona Barn coming up shortly. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, and before we head in to the Equity Altoona Barn, we want to give you something for the holidays. We want to give you a half a hog and a chest freezer. 
to say thank you for all your hard work and everything that you do. If you're a farmer, a truck driver, a milk hauler, if you're working with the veterinarians, if you're in the feed mills, anything to do with agriculture, we want to say thank you. So we're giving you a half a hog from Smith Brothers Meats Up in Colby and a chest freezer from Abbotsford Appliance. But we don't know who to give it to. So you have to go to waxradio.com and click on the Midwest Farm Report tab to register. Or you can go to the Wax app also to register. We want to say thank you to all the farmers and everyone in the agricultural industry for all that you do. And we want to give you some pork for Christmas and a freezer to put all that pork in. But you have to go to waxradio.com or go to the app to register. All right. Well, Jim Lindsay joins us now. And Jim, it was a busy Friday. Catch us up on the sale. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar thirty to a dollar eighty-five. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty-eight. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar thirty to a dollar eighty-nine. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar sixty. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety-five to a dollar forty. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty-five to a dollar twenty-five. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, December second. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale. Feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thanks so much. And now Jerry Fitzgerald joins us from the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and a good morning to you. And, uh, well, a positive thing, at least to get the day started off, it's going to be rather... Well, I'm not saying a heat wave, but anything is better than the other, what was it, yesterday? I think four degrees or something like that. Saturday, uh, it was so cold in the morning. Yeah, well, it's going to be better today, so that'll help and get some of this uh, side roads. I know folks are probably got a lot of snow on them yet, so drive careful, but uh, the main road should be pretty good, I think. So, yep. and uh, Well, anyway, I guess uh, we better just tell the folks what's going on here at Equity Stratford this week. going to be a... A shortened week due to the holidays, but uh, anyway, uh, if that's all right with you, Kristen, we'll yep. just go right into it here. Sounds right, good. Jerry. Take us away. I'll do that, Kristen. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. And uh, like I said, we will have a holiday shortened week here at Equity Stratford. However, full marketing day today on Monday as we get underway this morning, right bright and early this morning, we'll have, a, like I said, a full marketing day. We'll sell market cows today along with fed cattle, uh, baby calves. Those will be about 11.30 here this afternoon. This morning and then this afternoon, we'll finish up with the market cattle. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we do start at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. Uh, also, tomorrow, Tuesday, will be the uh, market sale. That will be at 10 o'clock, uh, 11 o'clock, rather. We start at 10. Market uh, auction does start at 11. And so we will sell organic market cows tomorrow along with the regular market cattle. Wednesday and Thursday this week here at Equity Stratford, we will be closed. So, um, in observance of Thanksgiving Day holiday. So you have, folks, you have two days for marketing this week. Um, utilize whatever works best for you. And, uh, again, uh, we do have some special sales coming up here next week. Special feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday, November 30th. Uh, we do have a dairy sale coming up here on December 6th. We do have a complete herd dispersal for that. So uh, looking ahead a little bit for that. You guys can look at all that information on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And, Kristen, I guess that's about all we have this morning. Again, we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Update how the markets are going here today. And uh, I was listening before when you are talking about this cheese market. What's going on with that? I don't know. We're going to have to do some digging to find out what's going on. Because, yeah, the dairy side has just kind of been taking a hit lately. And, and what's really, I mean, is something that we haven't seen for a long, long time is a huge spread now between the block and the barrel cheese. So... 
Well, I'm sure you guys will check that out. Maybe Bob can uh, give us some information and I'll see what's happening with all that. So, Oh, yeah, he's the master. He knows it all, so we'll ask him. And I, I was going to ask uh, Jill that. Uh, you made, she made it back from Kansas City okay all in one piece, huh? Absolutely. I had good drivers. I just had to sit back and relax. Oh, okay. So, Oh, okay, that's one of those deals. You had designated drivers, in other words. Well, that's a good way to go. <laughs> Well, or something else. Maybe they just wouldn't let me drive. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, you ladies have a nice day. And like I said, uh, for all the folks that are out there hunting, good luck and uh, be safe. So we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. All right. Sounds good, Jerry. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to check in this morning with our Next Girl Felfa update program on new technology. Bob had a chance to speak with Dr. Dan Undersander. Let's see what he had to find out, Bob. Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, joins us on our Next Girl Alfalfa update program again. And, Dan, I know you've been at uh, world forage meetings and national forage meetings talking about a lot of stuff. New technology is something that's being discussed in the uh, alfalfa forage industry. What are some of the things they're talking about? Well, we uh, are, of course, uh, improving some of the equipment. The big problem, and and most of this will relate to hay, which has maybe a little lesser value to those of us in Wisconsin that are putting up a lot more haylage and baleage. Part of the reason we do that is because we can't get the hay dry enough. And a lot of the rest of the world has problems with it, but they need to make hay because that can be transported more readily than haylage or baleage. A number of parts of the world have been looking at uh, things that can be done the problem, of course, when we're making hay is getting the last few percent moisture off. These big bales that we're making now, half ton or particularly ton bales, the hay needs to be at about 14% moisture for a half ton bale and pretty close to 12% moisture for a one ton bale because the bigger the bale, the more it insulates itself and then you have heat buildup and uh, quality loss. So it, it is important to uh, pay attention to the drying. We've done a lot, I think, about uh, spreading out wide swaths and drying, though we do know that we need to windrow it uh, soon after we spread it out to minimize leaf loss. There has been significant development in terms of chemical applicators. Clearly, uh, propionic acid sprayed onto the bale will minimize heating and let us uh, bale that hay a few percent wetter in proportion to how much we put on. So the question is economics, not whether or not the propionic will uh, minimize mold growth and heating that occurs. The newer equipment that is out there now can measure the moisture of the bales in the bale chamber actually as it's going into the baler, and then adjust the rate of propionic acid so we're putting on the amount that we need for that hay. I think most of us know that we have uh, thinner and thicker parts of our field, and the thicker parts tend to dry a little slower and be a little wetter. So rather than using the higher rate on all of the field, this technology allows us to 
use only the portion that's needed. One of the other really kind of interesting new things, and this is made for medium and large square bales, the half ton and ton bales, is uh, there is a company that has a system that injects a series of needles into the side of the bale about every three or four inches and then basically pumps hot air into the bale. So it is a, a way to heat and dry that bale along with the slightly elevated moisture that we might need to make it at. None of these systems are inexpensive, and in all cases we need to think about having a fairly large amount of hay that we're going to bale, but it can be worthwhile if we are trying to make dry hay when Mother Nature doesn't cooperate with us. Dan Anderson, our state forage specialist, with us on our next Girl Alfalfa update program. Thanks so much, Bob, on that update. And now we've got to check in with some morning markets this morning on the Chicago Board of Trade. Your December corn was down three at six sixty four. December oats down a penny at three ninety five. Your March beans were down eight at fourteen twenty five. Your December soybean meal down a dollar thirty to four oh nine ten a ton. December wheat down two at eight oh one. Country elevators around the area. We got cash corn prices for Arcadia is at six twenty five for corn. Baldwin, Mondovi, and Elmwood six nineteen for corn, thirteen thirty five for soybeans. Durand is at six oh nine and thirteen twenty five. Fall Creek is at five ninety nine and thirteen ten. Osseo is at six twenty four for corn, thirteen forty for beans. Elk Mount is at six oh nine and thirteen thirty eight. Sparta is at six oh five and thirteen twenty one. And Ellsworth is at five eighty nine for corn, twelve ninety five for beans. Ethanol plants in the area, Boysville's at 619, Stanley and Richmond, both at 616. On the dairy side, barrel cheese was down five and a quarter cent to a dollar ninety-two and three quarters. Your blocks were unchanged at two twenty-three and a quarter. Your double A grade butter down thirteen cents to two eighty-one. And your class three futures for November were down two cents at twenty-one oh one. December down twenty-five cents to twenty-one forty-seven. January down six at twenty seventy. February down three at 2032. March down 19 cents at 2020. And those markets were downward trending through next December. And Jill, we need to say thank you to our farmers again. Anyone in agriculture? Absolutely. They can win a half a hog and a freezer to put it in. Yep. And the half a hog is from Smith Brothers Meats and the freezers from Abbotsford Appliance, both up in the Colby Abbotsford area. And how do they win? How do they have to sign up? Go to the Wax website webpage and scroll on down to the Midwest Farm Report. And actually, I checked it out. All you have to do is, if you do it on your phone, is touch it, and it will lead you right into putting your name and email in there, and then be ready to be one of the candidates to win that half a hog plus the freezer. So do you think lefsa and pork would go good? Absolutely. Oh, look at that. We're working our recipes, and my bear recipe, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can down, if you've ever gone to Lake Martha Days, they have left a, left Saboos, and that's where they put meatballs in Lefsa. Ooh. And that is so good. So is this like something your family has always made, or is this something you picked up over time? Um, actually, I started making it by myself after I had my knee surgery. Oh. But I did it with, and that's been six years, seven years, I don't know, time flies. But I actually made it with my grandma. And she's a full-blooded Norwegian, so she would make lefsa. And I went up there and did the whole peel the potatoes, rice the potatoes, and everything with her. I think I did it a couple times. We made like, 
I think it was 64 rounds or something. And it, if you've ever done it, it's only a, like a two to three inch ball that you make and then you flatten it all out and make it into the lefsa. But hmm. that's a lot of rolling. <laughs> well, you just got to roll with it, roll, roll. with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's that time of the morning. We need to get outside and do some barn chores. I left the shoveling for you, Jill, by the way. Gee, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I didn't even shovel at my house. So. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to get you to stretch, you know, after that week off almost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're at 25 degrees right now, looking at a partly cloudy day with a high of 30. Tomorrow, cloudy in the morning, sunny in the afternoon, 35. Wednesday, mostly sunny, 38. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.